0: Hi, and welcome to piloting. I'm Melissa. And I'm Renee. And already messed up. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> Redo. Put it in the blooper reel. <laughs> Hi, welcome to piloting. I'm Melissa. And I'm Renee. And we're your co-hosts. Piloting is a podcast for people who refuse to live on autopilot, where we celebrate risk takers, go getters, and anyone craving a change.
1: <laughs> how was your week? Sorry, I'm I'm giggly because we had a couple of false starts in getting getting the intro out. But uh, how was your week, Melissa?
0: It was by false starts also. Let's just point the blame on me. So
1: <laughs> blooper
0: rules reel, provided by Melissa, who
1: does not know how to read scripts. No, it's okay. That's the, that's the only thing you have to read that either of us have to read all episodes. So that's <laughs> that's fine. Actually, that's a lie. I have a quote I'm allegedly sharing later. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm excited that we are recording kind of like in real time again. So for background, we're doing this podcast weekly, but we actually recorded our first episode maybe two or three weeks ago and just haven't been able to put it out because we ran into some tech issues uploading to Apple. But now we are back on schedule and we'll be doing this every week. So I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, I do like that. In real time, speaking of piloting projects and starting new beginnings. We are learning lots about the podcast world. Still define myself personally as a noob. So yes, we're into a lot of issues with learning about publishing and hosting and streaming, but cross our fingers, we've got it figured out
1: and then we're able to release both episodes. Fingers crossed. But that's part of the journey. I think whenever you're doing something big like that, like you're starting a side project or pursuing a dream, I think, and this is what the whole podcast is about, but people don't talk about the hiccups in <laughs> getting things started, like tech issues or like taxes and back stuff. So I'm glad that we didn't let it deter us and that we, we came back for round two. <laughs>
0: And I mean, these little things add up and I can see how like overwhelming it feels. I know I'm pretty sure I could speak for both of us where we probably had moments of overwhelm when we were launching this podcast and having to literally wear every single hat and we can't just come into a studio, record and be like, okay, bye. Thanks, everyone. Like we're the everyone. We're like, oh, wait, we have to (laughs) edit the recording. (laughs) We have to become like – uh social media strategists, we have to become like content strategists, and yeah, it's a lot,
1: but it's been fun so far it It is fun, I think that's what separates it from like other work sometimes that feels more like laborious, and that we are putting on a lot of hours time hours hours and time are the same, wow. <laughs> time, resources, and energy, but it is really fun. So I'm I'm excited. And I'm excited about our topic today, which is ambition. I think sometimes when I tell people about this podcast, or even just when I talk to anyone who's doing something, whether it's a side blog or a business, a nonprofit they're starting, I always think, wow, that person must be really ambitious to want to take on something else. So I'm curious how how do you feel about ambition? Do you like how do you define ambition? I think
0: my definition of ambition has changed over the years, but like fundamentally if I just strip it to its core, ambition is honestly just the opposite of being less than, right? The opposite of wanting less and being less. It's mm. the opposite of feeling small or wanting to feel small. And so ambition for me is wanting more. It's having goals and then actively working on those goals. And this like desire to just improve your circumstance
1: or circumstances. Mm. I like that. I think – The word that you said that sticks out to me is action or like the activeness. So I actually found a definition or not really a definition, but a quote about ambition that I liked. I couldn't really determine the source. He's either a film director or a vampire. So like, I don't really trust Google. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys know who Sean Hampton is, he's either a vampire or a film director, but. Renee, he can be both. We're inclusive.
0: You're right. I mean, um,
1: Edward Cullen,
0: you know, pianist exactly. and vampire. It's fine.
1: I know. Why am I putting him in a box? <laughs> but he said, a dream without ambition is like a car without gas. You're not going anywhere. And I like that because I think mm. for me, I am a dreamer. I have big ideas. I have just big dreams. But I think where ambition comes in is the step to then act on them. So cool. I have this idea. Mm -hmm. I have this picture in my mind or this vision of the future. But ambition is how do I make this real? How do I take it away from just fantasy in my head into concrete steps that sometimes require sacrifice, more Mm -hmm. effort? you know, compromise. I I think for me, that that ambition comes into the doing more than just the the dreaming.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. Like a lot of, you know, working on goals, not just having them, but doing something about it. It's a very active word. And, you know, in society, I think – and my I don't know. My stance on this has changed a little bit. So I'm inter- I'm super interested for us to to talk about this and unpack this because ambition can sometimes be a good thing, a great thing. And then I've also seen it and hear it spoken to in like in a bad context. And I and I before swayed more on like it being really really positive, but Sometimes I feel like it can turn bad just like anything can with with in moderation like having ambition.
1: And mm. I don't
0: mean it. So I feel like the older I've gotten, ambition is not just like one feeling or like one adjective or word. Before I would probably say ambition equals drive. But now I'm like, it's so ambition is so complex. Like it's way more layered than just having drive and wanting and working hard and wanting something and doing something about it. It's also, um, I don't know. It also has like passion in there, having mm. this like sense of purpose. And I think at times if you don't have purpose with boundaries, um, but also like balancing having boundaries with this feeling of limitless, it can get you in trouble. And sometimes ambition can lead to like burnout or it can lead to um, like relationships ending. If It can get cloudy, like get cl- yeah. if you get clouded by ambition. Um, but I don't know. I'm still kind of unpacking how I feel about that. But I've seen ambition sometimes do bad things. Um, yeah. Versus, but 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 fundamentally, I think ambition is like a good thing. It's an it's a thing that it's like a muscle you have to build. It's something mm-hmm. that you have to practice all the time. Um, and like to me, it's a compliment if someone finds me to be ambitious.
1: I like that. I like that dichotomy that you mentioned of thinking limitless, but being responsible enough to put limits on what you're willing to do. It's like my dreams and my ideas should be limitless. I should shoot mm-hmm. for the stars, the moon, but I should have some limits on what I'm willing to do to get there. And whether that's guided by a moral compass of certain ethical boundaries that I don't want to cross or a self-care and community care guideline of I don't want to burn myself out and overexert myself or I don't want to exploit other people to get there. Yeah, like I th- I, you're right. The, there is, there is a, a combination of limitless but also certain limits that I think are self-imposed and maybe externally, like ideally you want to follow the law. <laughs> like, unless you're fighting for like human rights and you're trying to change the law, I would say, don't be like robbing banks. to I like, get your goals. <laughs> that's, that's maybe not the right way to go about it.
0: Not condoning that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think for me, I, I find ambition, Inspiring. I I agree with you. I've seen where it can go bad and it can turn to greed or or just too much, like anything in moderation. But I, when I see people who want something or who try for something, I find that really inspiring. And for me, I'm more inspired by the trying than the results. So if someone mm-hmm. says, I... I'm ambitious. I'm, I'm trying to start my own nonprofit. I don't really care if the nonprofit fully gets off the ground, if they end up meeting too many hurdles and it's just not feasible, or if they start a company and have to shut it down after six months because the revenue and market just wasn't there. I, I think I get really excited by the trying because I think mm. that that pursuit of, like you mentioned, self-improvement or trying to improve other people's lives by giving them a product that they'll really love or a service that will do positive or, you know, just something fun. It doesn't even have to have like this big, deep purpose. It can just be like, this is fun and it's going to entertain people. I, I find that ambition really inspiring and it, it's not always tied to how successful you are for me.
0: I like that. Ambition does not always equal success but also like success is defined by so many by so many different or people define success differently like we all may not define success the same way yeah um and so yeah i like that i like that ambition is not necessarily what you would maybe naturally consider to be successful um and is ambition synonymous with hard work or are those two different things? Oh, that's – Maybe it's like a rectangle
1: and a square, you know? (laughs) Ooh, okay. We're getting geometric. Okay. Which one's the rectangle and which one's the square?
0: Yeah. I think (laughs) hard work – Oh, gosh. Geometry. Hard work is always synonymous with ambition and it might not be the same, vice versa. Like I feel like I know people who are hard, hard workers, but they may not necessarily. They may just be doing it because they're on autopilot. They it's just like what they what they do. They they show up to work, but they're not. They're present and they're working hard, but at the but at the end of the day, they just like clock out and then that's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But maybe Mm. ambition is like, I'm working hard and I'm doing so in this intentional way because I know that this is going to get me to here and it's going to get me to this goal as I build this.
1: Like there's like this extra layer maybe. Like there's direction. Like Mm -hmm. you can work hard without necessarily working towards something beyond, like you said – This is the routine. This is what I need to pay my bills to keep my family in a good place or Mm -hmm. whatever. But ambition is maybe the hard work to the goal. Like I'm working hard so that I become promoted to senior manager or so that I can start this fashion label that I've wanted to start or so that I can complete a marathon with like Mm -hmm. there's a goal at the end versus I'm just running not to complete a marathon. I'm just like running to run, which is fine. I think mm-hmm. everything doesn't have to be productive. I know that's a big thing now where everything doesn't mm-hmm. have to be goal super productive. Oriented. Yeah. But I, I think for ambition, I think you need a goal. Like there needs to be a direction you're moving towards. I yeah. Think. So i I'm testing my
0: geometry. A rectangle is a square, but a square yeah. is not a rectangle. So – hard work
1: is the square.
0: Did I get that right?
1: I'm trying to like I know I I'm trying to do the math as well. So no. Hard work is the rectangle. Yeah, hard work's okay. the rectangle because but ambition's the square. So ambition Thank always you. involves hard work. I wish I could put a diagram in the show notes, but I think that would make things more complicated. <laughs>
0: No, thank you for that, Renee. (laughs) uh, You may know this. Listeners may not know this, but geometry is where I got my first C ever in my life. So that was a little trickering for me to go through, but we made it, and I still got that question wrong.
1: (laughs) It's okay. Um, The only time I got a D was in geology in college. And it was because I needed a science credit and everyone called it rocks for jocks. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a breeze. Well, mm. let me tell you, <laughs> it was not a breeze. Um, so that's okay. None of the geos are for us. Geometry, geology, that's okay. We'll find our calling somewhere else.
0: <laughs> no geology, no geometry. <laughs> um, okay, back to ambition. <laughs> As I get untriggered by the jump, I'm the one who made up the <laughs> metaphor. So I really, really did this to myself. Um, so we talked about ambition and hard work. And you mentioned this earlier um, as well. And you talked about sacrifice. You mentioned uh, being willing and able to make sacrifices sort of en- enables you to – or it's it sort of packed into the definition of
1: yeah. ambition. I think in my experience anyway, if I'm used to dividing my 24 hours in the day a certain way, like I've dedicated eight or nine hours to my job, I've dedicated however many hours to sleep, so many hours to socializing, having fun, so many hours to chores, like that's how my day is set up. If I am now trying to be ambitious to pursue something else, the extra hours that I need to put in are going to have to come from somewhere. And it's not going to come from my day job because I got to pay the bills. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not going to come from certain basic chores like I'm going to shower. I'm going to feed myself. I'm going to make sure that my living space is like habitable um so the hours have to come from somewhere it might come from your sleep it might come from your socializing and i think on paper that sounds great you think oh i can find 2 hours in a day like mm-hmm. sure i just won't watch that netflix show or i'll just have a shorter dinner with my friends like it sounds really doable until you get into practice and you realize hmm I had a rough day today. I just want to decompress and do nothing, but I have to put in this work. Or I hung out with my friends yesterday and then I'm seeing like this guy that I'm dating tomorrow night. Where am I going to find the time to work on this thing? Like something's going to have to give somewhere. And I think sometimes when it comes into practice is when you really you really test how, how committed you are to your ambition because are you going to, sacrifice something that you used to have time to do to introduce this new thing? Or are you going to continue doing the things you love and just putting that idea on the back burner? Because I think that always have to come from somewhere and you have to be a little realistic with yourself. And sometimes that's, it's a little tough love to realize, Ugh, I guess I won't be able to like chat about White Lotus because I had to work on Sunday night <laughs> when everyone else was like watching the episode or something. So and that doesn't have to always be work related. I mean, like I'm learning a second language and even that sometimes like is an hour out of the week that I could be doing other things, but I'm choosing mm-hmm. to dedicate it to that. So
0: and that's why, you know, when I was talking earlier about ambition potentially leading to burnout and things like that, that's where I've struggled to define ambition in the past of making sure whatever I'm reaching or working towards and I have ambition for is actually something I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not, then these hours feel like I'm doing something out of obligation or I'm doing something and I've sort of like lost the vision and I've lost track of what I was doing it for and that's where i start feeling overwhelmed and busy in, and busy but busy with no true intent or reward and i know burnout's going to be another podcast episode that we're going to have to unpack that but sometimes i do tend to and i'm trying to relearn this or unlearn this tie burnout with ambition mm. and i think a lot of like society has been sort of redefining what ambition is. Like, I don't know. I read this article and it was talking about how um, people have started to make comments that society isn't working as hard as it used to. And okay. I'm like, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. yeah. I'm like, I don't agree with it necessarily, but it mentioned, and I'll find the article and we can share it in the show notes, just like the lack of ambition. And they've compared it to not only generations of people, but also how people just change their relationship with work. And so it seems as if people are less ambitious. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think ambition – is still innate if you are, if that's just part of your personality. Um, I also think you can become ambitious and you can become less ambitious. Like it's, it's, it's like a living and breathing thing. It's not mm-hmm. this permanent thing um, that can change. It's living and breathing. You can evolve as you evolve or change as you do. But maybe people's ambitions have just spread out a bit. Like, it's not necessarily like I'm ambitious at work and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like I'm ambitious in my home life. I'm ambitious at work to create space for an ambitious home life so I could set up general wealth for my children who, you know, like I don't think it's just career oriented. I think that's true.
1: I think you're right. What people are viewing as living the dream or achieving that goal, like what they're ambitious towards is changing. I think, and I think maybe in my parents' generation, and this is a huge generalization, but I think the idea back then, ambition was always tied to a profession. It was where you were either as an entrepreneur, on the corporate ladder, in your service industry. It didn't really matter what industry, but if someone talked about ambition, it was very much tied to salary and income and career. But I think now to your point, like I hear people talking about ambition in the sense of the kind of parent they want to be and not even, you know, sometimes it is tied to, like you mentioned, generational wealth. And sometimes it's tied to, I want to be a parent who, when my kids get into trouble. They're not afraid to tell me like I aspire Mm -hmm. to like build that relationship with my family or I am ambitious about other hobbies, you know, that I don't have any plans to monetize or compete in to get any kind of recognition. Mm -hmm. I just want to be a better tennis player for myself. So it is, I think it, it is growing. And I think Part of that growth in terms of new spaces is also what you mentioned earlier about setting limits on yourself is about how to get there. I think we're in a space now where people are really looking at what we're putting our bodies and our mental health through in pursuit of these achievements or goals Mm. that, like you said, if it's not connected to purpose, why am I running myself ragged so that I can get A title at a company that's just gonna lay me off anyway. (laughs) Like, you know, like I think people are trying to be really strategic about if I'm trying to move up here, it's because I believe in the mission and I think this company is doing really great stuff, or I really wanna give back in this area. And so I'm putting a lot of energy into this space, I wanna grow my skills here. I, I think, yeah, there's a there's an element of intentionality about it now that, again, I don't want to say my parents' generation weren't intentional, but I, just, I feel like people are maybe talking about it more than they did back then.
0: hmm I think talking about it more and – th- people just want different things out of life. And I think in in good ways, we've been shown we can have – Maybe we can even – maybe like we can have it all. Like that's sort of the the picture that we've been – that's been painted for us. And so now I think maybe at least for me, the the new – for me personally, the struggle isn't finding ambition. I think I – hopefully people around me would describe me as ambitious and driven and you know, working, I work hard towards something, but more so of just balancing that ambition and making sure I'm not running myself dry and into the wall of burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe, and 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 you know, the millennials, Gen Z, I for sure know lots of us, if not the majority of us, that are described as ambitious, but again, maybe it's not necessarily 100% of the ambition is towards a career, climbing a ladder, getting a title, making a certain number, salary. Maybe it's more so uh, finding a a job that allows me to be passionate and uh, hone in on some skills, but also that allows me to work remote and travel the world. And that is also part of their ambition.
1: See, I think what you just said is super important because we're in this period right now too where I think from an employer's perspective, you hear a lot of companies saying, this younger generation, no one has job loyalty anymore. Everyone's just job hopping, job hopping, job hopping. But I think to your point, I think if you're working at a company that can give you, I'm saying the royal you, not anyone specific, but if you're working in an organization that gives you whatever those things are that you need, whether it's flexibility, opportunities to grow, all of these things that you're ambitious about to whatever degree, whether you're super ambitious or just, you know, ambitious to live a great life, I think people will be loyal to that. And I you know, I think if you are clear on this is the life I want to live, if that's my ambition is nothing to do with building or achieving things in that sense, then I think that you will find that maybe some of the job hopping that is scaring a lot of people it kind of calms down like people not everyone wants to be on the run all the time, you know people want a home or to mm-hmm. feel settled somewhere, you know whether that's for Twenty years or a shorter period, but I, I think I think that's part of the, the the equation too. You know, like you can be ambitious for a life that you want, and if you're clear on that, you will be loyal to the friends, the opportunities, the the circumstances that make that possible. Yeah, like stability
0: in a sense of not necessarily. I want to be stable. In the same house, in the same city, and whatever, whatever. But, like, stability is emotionally, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Also important, you know, because I'm I'm not like the former where stability to me equals being rooted in one place in one home. Like, that's just not my personality. Um, And that's okay. But for me, stability in a job more so means allowing me to be able to stay remote, you know, in the – the near and far future because that works for me and my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle right now. And that feeling of stability and security, I think the younger generation still want just – but maybe just in a different way than traditionally even 15,
1: 10 years ago. 100%. I I completely agree with you. I think it looks different, but I, I think – What do I think? (laughs) I think think we don't want significantly different things in each new generation. I think each new generation just has a different approach to getting what they want or expressing their desire for it. But I don't think that people are introducing a new thing that your grandparents didn't want. They maybe just mm. didn't feel empowered to ask for it or didn't know that they could or didn't know how. So I think you're right.
0: This makes me think of this conversation we're having, and we've talked about this off the pod, um, Kim Kardashian. She <laughs> shared a hot take on an interview, um, and I'll read the full quote, I suppose, Um she said, I have the best advice for women in business, Kardashian told Variety. Get your effing ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Kim K. <laughs>
1: you know what? Bravo for her for giving an opinion. Because I, th- I think we're in this – like I don't know. I think people are afraid to give opinions now because That's everyone – you know, so whether you agree with her or not, bravo for like sharing an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Do you agree with her, Melissa? You brought it up.
0: I know. I – Kim K gets a lot of hate and I actually err on the side of liking her in a sense of – or at least respecting her for what she has done to evolve her career And if you strip away some of the things that people have said about her family, like they're just famous for being famous, I disagree with that. I think uh, there's a lot of people who get famous and then fade out
1: and Mm -hmm. they have
0: somehow remained relevant and out of her siblings and her family, you know, not that this defines someone's character by any means, but if we defined success financially like on paper, she is the most successful of her siblings and of her family, like ever. Um, so I think that has some, you know, that has something there. And you know, we we give her a lot of hate, we the collective we, but she isn't anything different from the likes of other CEOs that we support on an everyday basis. You know, like an Amazon or like a Tesla or like an Apple or, you know. I mean, these just happen to be white male CEOs, but no one really – Important distinction, I think. Yeah. And I think brings (laughs) up some some stuff that we can unpack here about being seen as ambitious as a woman. And so I Mm -hmm. think, you know, I don't agree with – She doesn't align with every single value point of my life. Trust me. I have some issues with her when it comes to like – how she promotes body stuff, all that, whatever we don't have to get into in this pod. But the statement – I think it was said with good intention where there is – I could see – and I don't know if it's a lack of ambition, but maybe we are a generation that gets distracted really easily and there is a sense of like entitlement and – privilege which is interesting because she is privileged but privilege that a lot of us have and so there's a lot of stuff that we see in the media and things like that that I can under I can understand the intent of what she was trying to say and at times I'll agree that I have worked with people I have seen people I've been around people that I'm like where's your ambition where is your drive Mm. Are we just okay with just being okay? Because probably, like us, Renee, we probably on the spectrum lie closer to the type of ambition that Kim K has versus someone who just wants to be fed from a silver spoon.
1: Yeah. I am a chronic like, example of that kid who, on a group project, did 90% of the project. It's, like, it's something I probably need to learn to let go of and <laughs> let other people do more things and,
0: you yeah. know,
1: fend for themselves. But, yeah, I, I'm definitely someone who has always been a hard worker, sometimes to my detriment, but I, it, it I for the most part, I, I'm okay with that. I think, not with the detriment part, but with being a hard worker, I, I think it's, I think it's a good value. It's a real, like, I have a lot of risk, even though my career is not that, like, American dream, blue collar work. I don't know if we're still saying that term. So apologies if that's like, not okay. But I, I have a lot of respect for that good, honest, hard work. Because I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel useful. I don't think people maybe use, maybe people view their usefulness in different spaces and we can write something off as, oh, you just want to be a stay-at-home wife or husband. But I don't think it's because they want to stay at home and do nothing. I think that they're working really hard. They just want to direct their energy in the domestic space or... I want to direct my energy in this corporate environment. I I really, Mm. I think everyone wants to feel and be useful and to work. I mean, even when I think about when I am super overworked and stressed and I'm like, I just want to live my life on an island where I just relax all day. I think I would, I know that I would get tired of that pretty quickly. Not saying that I need to keep myself on a hamster wheel 24 seven and maybe work can look different when you have different financial options. But I don't think most people want to sit around and do nothing for their whole life. Yeah. And so, and so sometimes when I encounter people who, like you said, cause I've, I've, I've been in those situations where I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> do you not want to work hard and like make this better? The question for me then is, where are you putting your energy instead because i feel like it has to be somewhere i and i find it really interesting when when i when i just don't know where that is because i think like i said i think people all want to do something productive i think productivity just maybe not in the walls of an office but people want to do that's things fair.
0: that's fair and there's like a lot that Goes into that, that we are probably not going to be able to unpack in this episode in terms of um, how someone may be feeling underutilized or unappreciated, not valued, and that may affect their output. And then by that, we get affected because, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it all is like can be a bit messy and um, and tricky. But maybe it's to your point. It's maybe not a lack of wanting to work and people being lazy, but maybe people just not being in a space where, they, where they're where they able to follow that direction that they truly want to go into mm-hmm. and have the resources to enable that.
1: Yeah. But to your point, though, I do think you do have some responsibility to show up for – you have to show up where you are. So even if I don't want to be doing what I'm currently doing and I really want to be a world class baker, if I'm working at XYZ job, I have a responsibility to the other people there to show up fully as well. So it is tr- like I yeah. I don't Good I'm, I'm not dis- I'm not disagreeing with you. Like it is frustrating yeah. because I don't think everyone wants to be where they are all the time. Like some people do have bigger dreams or other things mm-hmm. or what have you, but you owe it to the people around you to not then make your coworkers or your customers or your children, like whatever your situation is to just not show up because, well, I'd really rather be doing this, but you're here now. So
0: mm-hmm. and it's you all have to get your journey. F and ass up and work. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I think we would sway. Yes, why I agree with Kim K. In a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not a hater by any means. I yeah, I, I'm not gonna turn this into like a do you like this X Y Z celebrity? Because you know, but yeah, I I think there's truth there. People might not like the messenger, yeah, but I think there. there is truth there.
0: And yeah, to your point, it, it may have just been the messenger and the vessel that it was coming from that may have triggered a certain response. But at the end of the day, like, I do agree. People need to work. People need to be driven by something. Um, People need to exercise that, that muscle they have for ambition and it really is just going to make everything better. You know, I think it's just going to make our, like anyone working towards a goal and trying to better themselves is ultimately going to make, this world a better place and to, to bring that passion into whatever they're doing and having that sense of purpose. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. It is hard though as a woman sometimes. And I know you kind of mentioned this a little mm-hmm. bit before, but it is – I remember I had another woman tell me when I was in graduate school before I started working full time. She told me when – we were doing, not me specifically, but our whole class. When you're doing interviews at jobs, ladies don't don't come off as too ambitious. It's gonna scare oh. people off. Yeah. She like she straight up, you know, she was a very polarizing figure because she said uncomfortable things like that sometimes. Oh yeah. um, but I I appreciate, I appreciated her. I, I appreciate people who, again, have an opinion and let me know what you're thinking. Um, and her rationale for that was that she wasn't saying that it was right. Her whole thing was, I'm not telling you how the world should be. I'm telling you how it is. Mm. And so I I appreciated her POV on what the world is. You can agree or disagree. Um, i not sure that I fully agree, but I don't fully disagree either. And so her thing was there There are still certain expectations of you as a woman that are going to be different mm. from other colleagues. And so mm-hmm. if you want to give yourself the best chance, especially if you're working to get into an existing system versus starting your own thing where you can make your own rules and stuff, that these are... The ways to present yourself. And so she couched the ambition thing in the sense of these are the clothes you wear on interviews. This is how you present yourself physically. But also she was like, don't be too ambitious because companies are going to think that you are too harsh or that you're just there to like take whatever opportunities you can get and that you're not going to be contributing to the culture mm-hmm. and the energy. And again, that that's probably not true for a lot of people, but... She didn't say that to the men. <laughs> she was very much like women. Be mindful because that is that's a perception that's out there, and I I don't think she's fully wrong. Unfortunately, I think we've seen because you mentioned yeah. Kim K. I think if that comment had come from one of those other CEOs, they might like invite them to speak at Harvard Business School. They might be like, "That's great. <laughs> He's a trendsetter, a thought leader." <laughs> but a woman graduation says graduation speech. Right? But a woman says it, and especially a woman from a non-traditional background who, you know, yes, has different privileges and stuff. We don't need to, like, rehash what was already in the news. But it's this big controversy. And I, I just I, – it is different for women, unfortunately. That's true.
0: I, I don't – it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate that your professor even had an ounce of I don't know. She just felt inspired and and felt the need to say that and present a real life situation to you all, and not sugarcoat it. Um, although it it breaks my heart that that was even had to be mentioned, because I know like where uh, a previous company I worked for. Uh, this was not feedback that I got in my face, but feedback that. I heard um, through somebody and they said that I am the type of employee who always asks for more. That was verbatim the quote.
1: Whoa.
0: (laughs) As you should. Yeah. It was like an interesting piece of feedback. It was used as a criticism and a critique, not as a compliment. And for me – when I first heard it, I mean, of course, I was like, uh, excuse me, and a little offended. But when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? He's not wrong. And that's okay because I am proud of that. I am proud to always be somebody who asks for more and who pushes and who probes. But at the end of the day, that seems like something that they want. And when they're interviewing you, it's like, oh, like what are your strengths? You know, all this stuff. And you you share that with them and it somehow gets used against you. And maybe it's it's a woman thing. Maybe it's a gender thing. Maybe also, unfortunately, for both of us who are women of color, it can also be – I mean, you have a completely different experience than I do. But that can also be used against us in a way putting us in a box or stereotyping us or, or or whatnot. And so it's it sucks and not a lot of companies can, quote, handle the ambitious type, although that's what they want and they say that they want it and that they say that they crave it. Just how people say, I want – Someone who's independent and then you get independence. You're like, no, actually, just kidding. I need you to be more needy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. You know, it's the same in the workplace where it's like I want ambitious, challenging, driven people who are really going to go against the status quo. And then that's exactly what you do because that's who you are
1: and they can't handle it. Yeah, I, it like makes me angry that someone would attack you or anyone for asking for more. I think, I, I just, I think it's, yes, it's your life at the end of the day. And so you should, you know, advocate for what you want. But I also think that's such a beautiful characteristic to nurture in someone mm-hmm. because not to use like lame corporate jargon, but I do believe that a rising tide usually lifts all boats. If you ask for more, that creates more opportunities, not just for you. It's not selfish. It means that other people get to benefit from things, new ways of thinking, new policies, new benefits, new ideas. And it, it pushes everyone forward in a positive way. And I think people who want to stifle that or Mm -hmm. contain it and put it in a box, it's ultimately to their detriment because someone with that spark and that energy is going to eventually realize that it's not being recognized Mm -hmm. where it is. And they're going to spread that to someone else and they're going to miss out. And it just, I mean, it's their loss. Like, yeah, go shine yeah, it, somewhere it else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really irks me that someone would, ugh, like why would realization? You like
0: back? <laughs> yeah, the realization is more like okay, I'm someone who asks for more. I'm too quote big for this place. I don't fit here anymore. And so it helped me come to terms with that. And obviously, my now my light is is, is shining somewhere else. And you know, I think it is ultimately or the community that you have at your workplace or whatever community you're building around. And hopefully you're working and you're with people who allow that ambition, allow that spark to be ignited and to shine. And it's more of a it, – it more inspires than complicates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their status quo or whatever. So on to bigger and better things. But yeah, every time I think about seeming ambitious or, you know, being seen as quote challenging in a workplace. um, And now I've seen the good side of that and how companies can actually benefit from it and not
1: (laughs) be. so uh, Yeah. Yeah. So critical. Yeah. And it's good that you have your community. I think, you know, for anyone listening, if, you know, we want this podcast to really be more of a community building exercise in the long run than us being some sort of experts to dole out educational oh. material, because we are not, I mean, you heard we struggle with just like reading words sometimes. <laughs> so like, all all good. Um, but yeah, I think it is important to just find that community. And if you don't have it in the people physically around you, and you're partner your friends your family find it virtually find it digitally uh because I think that's really that's really important um but yeah that was yes, a good cover for you <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good um well i think it's time for us to give out our gold stars of the week
1: ooh are you ready do you want to go first Sure.
0: I'll go first. Okay. So my gold stars, I'm giving out three because there are three folks in this band and they're called Muna and they opened. (sighs) Do you love Muna? I love Muna. (laughs) You would love Muna. (laughs) They opened for Taylor Swift, who I saw in Atlanta and they actually had their own headliner show at Tabernacle that a friend of mine went to and I desperately regret not going to because their performance just blew me away. Um, yeah. You need to listen to them. I don't even know how to describe them other than they will get you off your ass and work. <laughs> 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 they will get you off your ass to, to dance. And there's just like this fresh sound of pop. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're stunning. They were like moving and like grinding their hits on stage. And I was like, oh my God. I, like I want to be them. <laughs> and yeah, they're – I don't know how else to describe it. Maybe you can add to it. They're no. Just,
1: I think amazing. you did great. <laughs> yeah. Three stars to Muna. I love that. Um, my gold star this week is to – The customer service at Apple. Because, like I mentioned, we were having issues getting our podcast set up on Apple Podcasts after we got it up on a couple of the sites, platforms, I don't know the right term. And the customer service representative, shout out Megan, that's her name, was so committed to helping us find a solution I did multiple calls with her, she sent follow-up emails, she would check in. Even though she wasn't able to solve the issue, we ended up just finding another workaround to do it. I just I want to give her her gold stars. And you know what frustrates me is that this is the first time that I I don't recall getting an email from a company saying, "How was our customer service?" And I'm like I'm ready to do the survey. (laughs) She was amazing. And no one's reached out yet. But she's fantastic. I think, you know, it doesn't even matter if you solve the issue. I think just that dedication, her pleasant Mm -hmm. behavior. Shout out to Megan. I I hope I get a chance to give a survey about you because you were so kind. And
0: yeah, shout out to – I love that. I'm going to add to it. Just like customer success, customer experience – yeah. People who just pre- provide like a positive experience, you know, like the Chewies of the world. <laughs> they have wonderful customer experience, like team. And Ooh. yeah, companies who value that,
1: kudos. A plus. Um, what are you manifesting this week, Al? Ooh. <sighs> hmm.
0: So. This is – I didn't make up this quote. I didn't make up this mantra. Uh, I got this mantra by a YouTube sort of lifestyle encouragement productivity gal. Her name is Jules Ackery, And in one of her email newsletters, um, she does like an intention every week. And this was from January, but I really love this one. And it's, I will actively create my reality. Yeah, I'll say it again. I will actively create my reality. So essentially for me, this is staying in tune for the type of life I want to live and what I want my everyday to be like and truly cultivate it and know
1: like there are certain things in my power and in my control and do it. I love that. The second time you read it, I actually got goosebumps. I I could feel it reverberating through my body. I I like that. I am manifesting controlling my energy, like being in control of my energy. I think sometimes I'm a passionate person and I'm an enthusiastic person and so sometimes when things go off, I bring that high energy <laughs> to those situations <laughs> as well. And I'm really manifesting, not trying not to let those outside forces beyond my control disrupt my peace and my energy and what I bring to the room and to myself. So that is what I'm manifesting. It's just being the captain of my energy and staying in control of the Ooh. ship. Helmsman. The Helmsman. Ambition. I like it. <laughs> I was Helmsman thinking like Captain, energy. my cap, like very dead poet society.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, well, thanks for joining me, uh, joining us to talk about ambition. Um, I love both of those mantras and I'm going to use it for the rest of the week and repeat those. Um, but really glad to have you all here. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye.